Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, October 12th, 2021, and we're checking in from the Mayfair offices where there was quite a plot twist a couple days ago. Yes. I was genuinely expecting some good news in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting to fast and furious straight ahead to full capacity and the theater doesn't have any social distant limitations anymore as does not sporting venues or live theaters mm-hmm. or those kind of places. So yeah, so as we speak, we've only had a couple days of this and there hasn't been anything bonkers. It's not like we've been overwhelmed. It's been kind of normal. But according to the powers that be, we are back to a world where the Mayfair Theater can have in full capacity, but all the normal other rules we're used to are still in effect, wearing masks and washing your hands and being social distant when you're up and about. But in the seats now, it's back to normal so that's where we are it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah and it's odd because like for the first time it, that's sort of helping us is that there's venues where like this literally only helps sit down venues so there's other places where you can't it's just like standing only or maybe there's some sitting or whatever so they're not 100 percent. that's the weird thing that i had read is like if you're sitting only you're good you're 100 if you're like a mix of both it's maybe a little different because i know there's some concert venues where it's still a little odd because they can't you oh, can't be jammed right next to each other standing I guess that's the red tape because I was chatting with our pals at Targ and as nonsensical as it may seem, if there's 300 people in here watching a movie, they are all seated and watching a movie. Yeah. Whereas at Targ, if you're watching a concert, you might have a bunch (laughs) of people standing around in a horseshoe watching the band and then a bunch of people seated and eating. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's so complicated. Yeah, it's a little. That's the only weird part, and because it just seemed like every other thing that's happened has almost helped us, but then not quite. And this was yeah. the first time where someone was like, "Well, it's hundred percent, except." And I was like, "Oh, what's it gonna be? Something stupid that hurts us?" And they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, only place where you can sit." And I was like, "Wait, that's us." <laughs> and it is. It's the first time in a year and a half because we've been on the opposite side of where our restaurant friends are now, mm-hmm. where they can point at us and be like, "Wait, what the heck?" Yeah. Whereas before, there's been rules where we were not allowed to be open but coffee shops and really big bars that you could fit in a lot of people were open Mm -hmm. who knows it's more example of when you're a kid you're like wow grown-ups know what's going on then you become an adult and you're like ah nobody knows what's going on no and even now like it's just still so confusing and like i mean it's great that this is happening during halloween month but at the same time then it's just People are like, oh, so Rocky Horror's back to normal, you know? And you're like, Kinda. well, no, not really <laughs> yeah. at all. Like, it's like, that's when, and then, I mean, then I'm sure the room people have started in on you already, but. Yeah. I don't know. Well, like, and that's my anxiety because we set up this Rocky Horror thing as a lark for fun. Yeah. And kind of saying, it's a 1975 edition, just sit and watch the movie. So wrangling 50 to 75 people doing that is one thing. Yeah. All of a sudden now, it's kind of this good news, bad news. If we sell out those couple of shows of Rocky Horror we have, it's more of a thing to basically, I'm going to stand up in front of the crowd like Angry Grandpa and be like, thanks for coming, everybody. The fun police. Yeah. Please do not have any fun. Please do not get up and dance. Because even, this sounds hilarious, but I was reading the trick-or-treat rules. Mm -hmm. And the trick-or-treat rules are like, please wear a costume with a mask. Please stay away from each other. Please do not. And it said this, like, please do not sing or yell while out trigger treating. Who's singing? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> but I guess, like, you know, that 
trick-or-treat yell when you get to the door. Yeah, true. Everybody just calm down a little bit. So if they're telling (laughs) trick-or-treaters outside not to sing and yell while walking (laughs) door-to-door, inside rules are way tighter. So although it doesn't specify this on the list, it would say Rocky Horror people do not get up and sing and dance and spray germs on each other. Yeah, the Halloween caroling is going to be dialed back this (laughs) year, I guess, like all those old classics. But I just have high faith in our patrons. And I think really, especially with a couple warnings like that, like as they come in the door Mm. and before the movie starts to just be like, we love that you're here, but please don't break the rules next year. Next year, fingers crossed, we're back to normal. But but it hasn't been like we're Tuesday as we speak. So it's only been Sunday and Monday. And Sunday and Monday were fine, but Evil Dead 2 and The Exorcist got... 45 or 50 people. Okay. So it's kind of normal. It's not like all of a sudden there was a groundswell of new ticket sales. Yeah. So we'll see though, Rocky Horror will be the pillar, the cornerstone of this experiment Mm -hmm. because that has very good chance of being packed. Yeah. And I'm not really sure. I'm kind of curious to see what the first thing that is over an old sellout, you know, like what the first thing where we're like, wait, we couldn't have let you guys in and now we can like, like yeah. c- cinema for sure. You know, that's, that's going to be more than, I don't even remember what the cutoff was before. What was it like 50 ish? So it or- was 50, then more recent hovering around 75 to 80. Okay. Depending on if a bunch of solo people came versus right, a bunch of groups. Right. Yeah. And what's been happening lately is way more groups. So Melissa worked a couple of shows where we got in 85 people because you've got all these groups of four sitting together mm-hmm. and you look in as the trailers start and you're like, oh, the first two rows are still empty. Man. So she was able in the 11th hour to let in an extra eight people or whatever. So now it's just 325 is yeah. our capacity. I'm very curious if almost the opposite might happen where some people might be, I'm not comfortable with crowds. I was comfortable with a crowd of 50 people. Right. I'm not coming. So there's this teeter-totter back and this is just me speculating that there might be people who are like meh i don't want to come out now yeah and there's probably still going to be people sitting not completely distant but you know seat in between and stuff like maybe they wouldn't have in the past but now it's going to be a little more cautious yeah like when the 50 people were here watching evil dead 2 on sunday night i doubt they were all in a clump (laughs) shoulder to shoulder no they were spread out over our 325 seats so yeah and i'm really uh i do think cinema is going to be you know maybe not packed but i mean like rocky horror is going to do really well and i think it's playing right before cinema i'm pretty sure yeah or one of the shows is probably I, I don't quote me on that but i believe that's the case and so i mean there's usually a lot of well, i mean there's usually a lot of bleed over as it is you know for lack of a better term but it's very halloweenish so i'll go with it yeah and that'll be interesting because it's like everybody leave and then come back in yeah mm-hmm. that's well but on the plus side like i mean like you said i mean it's not gonna be the insane just madness that yeah. it is like garbage madness i mean like it'll still be a, its own sort of madness but because we're still doing our cleaning duty in between mm-hmm. so say if there is 250 people for rocky horror we got to kick them out even if some of those people want to stay for cinema right because we got to ghost bust the cinema with our backpacks that spray out the healthy anti-covid stuff all over the place mm-hmm so we can't have them sitting there. We got to be like, you got to move. Everything going to get it right in the face like UHF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see as we go along into November and December. And again, I did not expect this. I mm-hmm. really thought they'd be like, hey, good news. Now we're going to let you have 100 people in. Yeah. I was filming with Lee again on Sunday and he just was like casually mentioning. He was like, oh, yeah, the Mayfair is back to 100% today. Like just sort of like a by the way manner. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, okay. And it was just, I don't know. Is this like... 
weird to even picture and like wrap my head around and and yeah i didn't know if it would be like i didn't expect to be a flood of people just that were holding back and like oh good now even though things are technically exactly the same someone said a thing so now i'm gonna go but i got to take down all of the caution tape all over the cinema and and you can see the picture i posted it on the internets the before and after and that was something that felt like something that felt like monumental this is a big moment in mayfair history that hopefully we're not going to backpedal into again yeah ironically i think he's filming here this weekend which will be funny because like now i'm like when the last time they filmed here did it have the caution tape and now that's gonna throw off continuity or is this better yeah because i don't remember because they've he's filmed a couple of times over the last two years here i think and so i'm sure like at one point because i remember there was like it was not normal at one of those times. It's just funny to think of those things you never thought you'd have to think about. <laughs> like now he did it's... say something about rewriting some scene near the end slightly <laughs> where it's people seated with the caution tape around them and wearing masks. Mm. And they just make some comment about like, well, we got through our adventure, but we're still in this COVID world, you know, something. Yeah. But maybe now he can rewrite <laughs> it back. You oh, know? There you go. So, <laughs> so you can unwrite that. Because I know in the movie... Without spoilers, because the movie's not even out yet. And there's so much going on in that movie. I don't know if it can be spoiled. But But there is a plot point of the cinema closing down and them trying to reopen it. So that COVID being there or not would tie into that world. But in terms of shooting a film, it's the same. Like it's people wear masks when they're not on camera and all those things. So it's not like we've snapped our fingers and everything's back to normal. Mm -hmm. It's still when you go into a grocery store, when you walk into the cinema, when you do all that stuff and there's kind of these like competing conspiracy theories. And I like both of them where one is that the Toronto Maple Leafs went to Doug Ford and were like, Hey, we'll give you a season tickets in a box. If you let us all go back to work. Couldn't he afford that? Probably. (laughs) But you know, they got to him. They paid yeah. for something. And the opposite is kind of a nicer one of a lot of people who were sports fans may not have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So they went, hey, we'll let you go see a hockey game, but you got to be vaccinated. And it worked. Like, the stats went up. Yeah, and it, it was funny, too, because, like, for the Raptors specifically, last year they played entirely in the States. Like, they were in Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. And so now they're actually – they've played three preseason games now in Toronto. And so it's funny because it's it's preseason, so a lot of people don't care about preseason. They're like, oh, that's not right. even real. But in this case, that first game, nosebleeds were, like, 200 bucks oh, Because nobody had been able to see the Raptors in Toronto for – almost two years it felt like maybe not quite that long but so i just found that interesting where it's almost like like tickets were already expensive because even for the leafs you know any of those teams because like people will pay it the leafs especially it's like they're always expensive people will always pay but for the raptors it's almost like a novelty you know because it's like nobody got to see them unless you were in the states so now it's just like i'll pay anything to see anything (laughs) and there's part of me i cannot tell a lie there's a part of me that's that's a little hesitant about all this because like, I went to my mom's for Thanksgiving last night. Mm. And that's the first time I've been in somebody else's house in a year and a half. And we were still washing our hands when we came in. And we were kind of, and there was only four of us there. Like, it wasn't like a big party of 50 people or anything. Mm-hmm. But that's the first time I've been out of the house, besides for being in the Mayfair in yeah. a long time. And I kind of joked, you don't want to make light, but I joked that, you know, well, this is perfectly time to ruin Christmas for everybody. Yeah. Because of all these people packing hockey stadiums and basketball stadiums it could be like oh we're all back to another outbreak in a couple weeks or it's all good and we're like 
yay, everything worked. Yeah, and there's some weirdness too because there's like kind of, I don't want to say anti-vaxxers, but like, I don't know, people with serious questions, we'll say, who will post stuff that's like, you know, a packed football stadium in the States as a side note, but anyway, moving on. And they're basically like, oh, this is okay, but this isn't okay. Right. Something else. And you're like, no, that's not <laughs> okay. Not like, okay. I, and I find that so funny where I'm just like, it, it's not like, ah, you're just sort of like cherry picking stuff where I'm just like, no, the majority of the people you ask are not going to be like, yeah, it's cool to gym. I don't even know 50,000 people. I don't know. Like maybe more. Yeah. I'm like, no, we're not comfortable with that either. Like it can be, and it's, it's usually something that comes down to, you know, schools or students or whatever like that, you know? So it's like, of course there are concerns and you're concerned and parents should be concerned, but it's also like, this isn't like everyone's like, woo, yeah, party on hundred percent. We're like, no, we're all terrified still. We're all terrified. Yeah. Cause like we did food at my mom's house. It was my mom my uncle and Gwen and I but we were still kind of four people sitting around a table yeah not shoulder to shoulder and yeah it felt great but it also you can't help but be like oh my god this is the part in the horror movie where you think everything's okay yeah we did back to back like we went to her parents for lunch which was essentially dinner but you know and then we went to my parents for dinner which could have been essentially lunch I guess but anyway so it was basically two Thanksgiving dinners back to back like it was great but yeah it was very like surreal i guess is the only way to put it and like frankly i'd rather have christmas than thanksgiving yes. and so i'm fingers crossed on better that. get christmas i'd rather have halloween than both i guess but anyway so i'm, I'm hopefully hoping to have all of that stuff this year and well and actually for uh yesterday at my friend's house he did vegan thanksgiving or as he calls it thanksgiving i guess but yeah he happens to be <laughs> yeah. vegan and so i thought that was so funny like i had three thanksgiving dinners in two days oh my god at various houses and i'm like I'm, i take care of myself and i'm not a risk but still like yeah it does feel weird to be able to do these nice things again and i have to say like we have the junior hockey stadium walking distance from here and i left our church rental on sunday morning and there was people walking towards the stadium but they were all in hockey jerseys and masks. So that was good to see that they were they were ready to go for that at least. We'll see. And we're going to experiment with hopefully Friday and Saturday night will be more attended. Maybe we'll get 150 people. Mm-hmm. So for the first time in a while, we're going to have double candy bar staff on. Wow. And this is kind of Lee's idea of having somebody in like a kind of like an usher position <laughs> so i'm going to come in basically just for a tiny oh shift God, which please wear the hat and yeah the, i'm gonna have the hat the, the beanie <laughs> but as the owner i don't mind coming in for these little like two hour shifts essentially yeah where an employee you kind of want to give them more than that you don't want them to come all the way here and then work and then go all the way home but so i'm going to come in just for a couple hours for like maybe the six o'clock show but for sure for the nine o'clock show on friday and saturday and basically just help wrangle where My idea for one is to, if there's a lineup outside, I can go outside masked up and with our sheet to sign up your contact tracing and just get a head start and get everybody's name written down Mm -hmm. and that'll save a bit of time. Oh, the doorman. You're doing the list. Yeah. And and so I can check names. I can check IDs. And then those people in that line, we will know they're all good to go. We have contact traced them. We have checked their verification for their vaccines, all that kind of stuff. Possibly even open up a door that is rarely open in the Mayfair and say like okay if you have your tickets in advance come through here and i'll check you off you know because getting in 75 people normally if you don't have to do any of this other stuff no problem for one person in the box office if we have 150 people and you just do the math where every person showing id and writing down their name takes 20 seconds that just adds up and all of a sudden there's no chance of getting everybody in on time. Yeah. So we're going to try to double up staff, which, you know, we can't afford, but hopefully <sighs> this Halloween season with good numbers for all the Halloween stuff, 
that will help counter that. So yeah, we'll see what this weekend brings. Next podcast, we'll be able to update on how that went. But again, in the good times, the Mayfair very rarely had 325 people. It was for Rocky Horror and Saturday morning cartoons, basically. Yeah. Or if like Greg's visiting for the room or something like that. Man, it'd be really, there's no way you'd pull this up, but it'd be really fancy if you, well, you're doing that in the line. You're like, talk to the first, you know, 25, 30 people to see what snacks they would order. So you oh, have yeah. a pre-list and you can have that ready to go. So there's boom, boom. That's like way too elaborate. And way too, have, yeah. But like in, in a perfect world, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Or if you had like an iPad and it went right to the candy bar. This is starting to get crazy. It was <laughs> yeah. just robots. It ideas. was all robots. Yeah, yeah. So we send out a T-1000 type <laughs> robot out there. They only murder, you know, five customers, but it's still. I really think that, Another topic of conversation, and I've thought this before the COVID times were in. I wonder, at the multiplex, how far are we away from there being no human beings there? Because there's all these little steps. of They used to have a box office, and you would buy a ticket from a human being. They got rid of their box office, and now if you're buying a ticket, you buy it from the candy bar or from like an a, ATM, essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think most people going to the multiplex have their tickets in advance, and instead of having an usher ripping your ticket they could just have like a thing that's at a you know like on a subway or whatever yeah. where it's just like a door that opens and closes when you show your id when you show your qr code or whatever and then popcorn could be set up maybe a couple humans there but it could be set up of almost like a coke machine like just a big wall with a bunch of like large cokes and large popcorns and you put in your five or ten bucks and you yeah. open a door and you take out your stuff oh man i keep thinking about that because there's less and less human beings at a multiplex. They're both attending and working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm always curious about that. And, and halftime, I will be jokingly upset because I rarely go, but I will have traded in my points to go see the latest Marvel movie. And then you walk in and there's nobody to rip your ticket. And you're like, oh, I could have just walked in. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, that one time is when they would have got you. Yeah. That's what I'm always worried about. I'm like not smooth enough to pull that off. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's, geez, I don't know the last time I went to a Cineplex. Oh, it's I'm been thinking. so long. Actually, it was, it was on my birthday. It was in August because it was literally just something. I was like, oh, I have the day off. Like, it's something to do. So, and I went to saw the Green Knight and then we got it shortly after. But the point is. Ah, see, <laughs> you've learned a valuable I lesson. I really screwed myself on that one. Okay, so let us chat about the movie screening here at the Mayfair starting on Friday, October 15th. Oh, man, that's basically Friday the 13th. It's so close. <laughs> Wednesday the 13th. Oh. <laughs> so we have two Ottawa premieres and two Halloween month screenings. First up, an Ottawa premiere called Hard Luck Love Song, which is kind of a Western, not in the sense of cowboys and horses, but just it's about a down-on-his-luck musician playing in dive bars and barroom brawls and romance. And so it has that feel. And I think it's based on a country western song hmm. so the plot of this movie is inspired from a from the country western genre that's one of our Ottawa premieres coming up this week the other one is called mass which is a real character piece of a movie kind of a heavy movie about parents talking over a school shooting two of the parents are the parents of the victim two of the parents are of the guy who did it the cast is Anne dowd Reed Burney, Martha Plimpton, and Jason Isaacs. Real high-caliber character actor class. It's directed by a guy named Fran Kranz, 
That's where, come on. I know <laughs> that's like, the real name. Yeah, if you're a parent, you're like, yeah, let's let's give him a rhyming name. <laughs> I but mean, I probably won't forget it. <laughs> I know him from back in the day. He was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, uh, actor turned director. An actor, yeah. Ah. And then he was also in Cabin in the Woods mm. as one of the guys who was setting up all the stuff in Cabin in the Woods. Okay, he was the younger guy in that. So he's an actor turned director. And but the ratings on this are bonkers. Like nothing but five-star and grade A reviews. Wow. One of those movies that it's not hard to find a bunch of pull quotes for. That's our second Ottawa premiere. And it's a movie that is getting a lot of buzz and awards. And Lee was surprised that we got it as an Ottawa premiere. And it's another example of what the multiplexes are passing on because they're dramas. Yeah. It's good for us, but they don't have room on their screens for these kind of movies. Mm -hmm. So we get them as Ottawa premieres. And this is a movie that might be up for a bunch of Oscars in a few months. I thought you were going to say Mask, and it was going to be either that Cher movie with the Elephant Man or possibly the cartoon show, which is what I was hoping for. Oh, I wish. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense, (laughs) but I was like, maybe. Maybe. So that's our two Ottawa premiere dramas this week. Then two for Halloween month. Mm. And then even though we're nearing the end, we still have another Halloween month bookings after this. So it's not over yet. Sweet. So first up, we have The Exorcist. Of which, course. Which is a Mayfair mainstay. I think we pretty much have screened it every year for about 10 years. Yeah, at least. And just got confirmation from Marcus, our projectionist slash technician, that we have received this. And it is the 2000 edition, mm-hmm. which I forget the tagline, but it's like the version you've never seen. Yeah, which is funny because it's the only version you've seen if you've come to see it in the last decade. Yeah. And Marcus said, this is the only thing available. Yeah. So it's not like, because I think The Exodus is one of those movies that has about four different editions yeah and and it's starting to sound like it's like the star wars special editions basically at this point yeah this is it so this is the only version that's out there for those afraid that it got changed greatly if i remember correctly it's it's a couple of minutes difference yeah like like literally two minutes few scenes like i mean you get the spider walk down the stairs which is cool and there's a couple like you see the demon face a few times in the background or something like that like nothing yeah nothing really major but i mean it's still the same movie it reminds me of Alien, which we screened the director's cut, which is actually 45 seconds shorter. Yeah, that's so weird. Where he went in and just did the slightest little tightening up of two frames here and yeah. three seconds there. So I think that's funny that the director's cut of Alien is actually approximately a minute shorter than mm-hmm. the non-director's cut. Yeah, that's well, and Aliens, like, I mean, I really like the director's cut of Aliens. I mean, I know some people sort of have issues with a couple scenes here and there, but just for me, I think that was maybe the first one I saw. So it feels weird to not have it be the longer version of that. Right. Not that we're even talking about Aliens, but just I can't. But Exorcist, there's maybe no greater film, in my opinion, that had a bigger stumble for the sequel. I watched the sequel recently and it, it is not good. Nah. But the first one's great. Even the third one I liked a lot. But the first one is just, you know, it's it's one of the greatest horror films of all time. Mm-hmm. One of the few that happened a couple decades later was Silence of the Lambs. And then recently with Jordan Peele getting an Oscar for Get Out. It doesn't happen often that the horror genre sneaks over into legitimacy yeah. and gets Oscar nominations and gets four-star reviews from all the top critics and that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I watched the new Candyman and loved it. Oh, like, yeah. It was, I mean, it didn't get Oscar nomination or it probably won't, but, but just to say, like, it's so funny when you're watching a horror movie and you're like, wow, this is a real grown-up movie, you know? Like, yeah. it's like <laughs> there's actually stuff happening. Like, I, I don't know. It sounds like faint praise, but just, I guess, like, I didn't have super high expectations just in case. And I was like, wow, it's, it is nice to see, like, a legit horror movie these days. 
Yeah, I hope we get that, but that's still circling. That's still a maybe. Yeah, it's, you know, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Maybe, you know, yeah. we want to see all the cards right now, yeah. right? I mean. And Exorcist, every time I see it, it's maybe the most iconic poster and just that shot of the Exorcist standing in the street lamp with the house behind him. Mm-hmm. Such an iconic image. And in the movie itself, it's one of the most fun movies to just overhear while you're going about your work in the box office. And proof that horror movies should be seen with a group. Yeah. There's always somebody seeing it for the first time. So you still hear that scream <laughs> and then that laugh that happens after a horror movie. Yeah. Of the crowd just really being into it. So that'll be fun. That's always fun. But maybe scary for you too. Yeah. If you're not ready for certain <laughs> yeah, parts yeah. and you're like, boy, they're exorcisming again. Yeah, every year I'm sure there's some 16-year-old in there seeing it for the first time, right? Yeah, and they're like, is that Steve Exorcist? You're like, no, his name's not actually Exorcist. That's what he is. And then finally this week, one of my favorite movies of all time and wrapping up our Evil Dead trilogy that's been going on throughout the month. What's it going to be? Army of Darkness. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I never get tired of Army of Darkness. And even just having the trailer on screen every once in a while recently, it brings me joy like I haven't seen it yet. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that movie. It's so fun. It's still technically a horror film, but not super scary if you don't like that kind of thing. It's got monsters. It's got demons. It's got witches. Yeah. It's much more akin to like a Ray Harryhausen movie oh, almost. definitely, yeah. But still has lots of swearing and a few blood and gut scenes in it, but they're campy. Yeah. And I know there's some people who are diehard Evil Dead 1 fans who do not like Army Darkness. And I never even kind of put that together just because I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I could get that in that it's not the horror movie that they wanted. It's not the full-blown R-rated horror movie, but it's just genius. And Bruce Campbell just commands the screen. And it's a true comment on how horrible Hollywood is that he did not become a big Harrison Ford movie star after this movie. Yeah. No, but I mean, and he's obviously had an interesting career and we've keep finding like deep cut movies that he's done that are, you know, maybe not classics, but they're like that, whatever that one, that deep space one that we watched. Oh yeah. It's just, you know, it's obviously not, I guess good, but it just, I don't know. There's, it's just enough when you get some cool effects and some like fun actors, it's just like, it really sells a lot of a movie for me. So I'm pretty easy to please with B yeah, movies. And, and Bruce is fine. Bruce has had a fine career doing big TV stuff, ranging from Xena and X-Files and his own short lived shows like Briscoe County Jr. Yeah. Moontrap. Moontrap. That's what it, I was uh, like. I knew yeah. it had a great title too. Moontrap. Moontrap's fun. If you get a chance to see Moontrap, it's... Are we in the Moontrap now? (laughs) Is the moon the trap? I don't even know. Well, and then just Bruce showing up in all of Sam Raimi's movies, almost, whether it be cameos in Darkman and Mm Spider-Man. Hudsucker Proxy, he has a great little part in. Or even, um, I'm not, I can't think of the name right now, but that horror movie that they, oh, um... That uh, the buddy of Raimi directed, and Raimi's in it. Oh, yeah, And then yeah, he's in, yeah. uh, Campbell has, he plays a cop for, like, about 30 seconds. Yeah. I think at the end of the movie. That, that's just so fun to see, like, bit actors, like, or Ted Raimi even, you know, all these guys just yeah. pop out of nowhere, and you're like, I know that man! Ted Raimi is one of my favorites, or the Ted-Bruce relationship, because when did it go off the air? God, time flew by. Yeah, a, a yeah. couple of years ago, there was the Ash versus Evil Dead TV show, mm-hmm. which was fantabulous, and sadly only lasted three seasons, but I'm happy to get those three. But Ted and Bruce were in that. And it's the funniest thing to think that these guys who've been working together since the early 80s, but more than that, Bruce babysat Ted Raimi in high school. And to think that a guy who babysat his friend's little brother, decades later, they're still working together. Yeah. That, that's an amazing 
relationship of a resume between those two guys. Seriously. And they were both in Intruder. Was Intruder. That, I totally remembered it. I was like, Inductor. Like, no, no that's not no. right. Moondrap. But yeah, Army of Darkness is super fun. I think it's funny that the poster we have on display in the candy bar for Army of Darkness, might be outside right now, is the actual physical poster that I had up in high school in my bedroom. Wow. So now it's part of the Mayfair archives. Like it, that's literally the one that's you owned? The one I okay. owned. Yeah, Man. I brought it in to just... Because I'm like, well, it might as well be here instead of in my house. Yeah, and it's true. we make use of it every once in a while. <laughs> I really hope we play uh, Casino again so that we can use that <laughs> yeah. hilarious standee where you're like, this is incredible, but at the same time, I'm like, when will this come up again? My friend gave us that because it was one of those things like, you know, when you're younger and it's just like free stuff. Yeah. And he was like, he got it at a video store and was like, yeah, I'll take that. Was he even a fan of Casino? Or Maybe. Was, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I would have loved that too. And I, I, I didn't see Casino for probably a decade or two after that. There's certain stuff like that. Like if there was a standee of like Bugs Bunny in Space Jam 2, I'd yeah. be like, yeah, I need that. Oh man, I really, I wanted that 47 meters down one that Lee took a picture with. The open mouth of oh, the yeah. shark and you would stand in it. I'm like, looked huge. I could never fit it in my house. But I did used to have a Darth Vader one when they uh, re-released I think it was like when they when they put out that trilogy right before the special editions and so it was just like a giant darth vader head and i just had that in the corner of my room for a while I, I, i'm sure it's just been landfill for some time but they brought in this is a rarity that i don't know why they did this with us and haven't done it again because it wasn't a bad thing for us but we had one of those radio promotions you win tickets on the radio mm-hmm. and you get to come see dark shadows so whenever this was five six seven years ago it was a one night only thing. You had to win tickets, but it was great for us because I find people coming to see a movie for free. They're more apt to buy popcorn. Yeah. So we had the rental fee from the radio station to rent the place. We weren't paying for the distributor fee or anything. And 250 people all came to watch a free movie and bought popcorn. Mm-hmm. But they brought a Dark Shadows standee. It barely got through the door. <laughs> like it was meant to be in like a giant multiplex. It was like. 10 feet tall what? and 15 feet across. Oh my God. And they kind of set it up, but it's one of those things where you're like, there's nothing you can do with this. You're like Johnny Depp looks depressed. Like yeah. literally his head's not held up right now. Yeah, there's some stuff like that where you're like, even if you're a fan of the movie, you're like, oh, I want that. But you're like, I can't to get that. Or like banners. We have a banner here for Brave that's really cool. It's on vinyl. And we just randomly got it because we screened Brave. But it's so big that if we hang it in the back of the cinema, it hits the ground like it folds over a foot onto the ground wow so if you brought that home you might find somewhere to stick it up but probably not no it'd have to be on like the back like your wall in the back of your house or something like that yeah and then it like folds over four feet onto the ground yeah and it's not like it's a very mayfair type movie either like no if if it was like a solo thing or something and we'll likely you know never say never but probably never get to screen it because of the disney vault stuff yeah and it's not i mean if we get access to the disney vault that's probably not in the top hundred that we would pick to choose Well, Tron's 40th anniversary is next year, I think. Mm. Yeah, next year. There was some beautiful poster on Twitter, and I just retweeted it. And I'm like, well, a couple years ago, in 2020, unexpectedly, Disney let us screen Empire Strikes Back for its 40th anniversary. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe they'll feel nice and uh, feel generous and let us screen Tron for its 40th anniversary. Yeah, people want to see Tron, I feel like. I would love to see Tron on the (laughs) big screen like that. You definitely want Tron. I've, even in being Mayfair related for the last 10 years, you know, of course, every t- once in a while we sneak in and watch a movie, but I have yet to see Tron on the big screen. Wow. I've seen it on like, you know, VHS or at home, but yeah. I've, I've never seen it in its 
1982 CG glory. Well, and it must be nice and remastered now, too, so it would really pop. Oh, for sure. In a bad way, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> still, like, that's good still. Yeah, there's some of those movies that it's good that the film stock wasn't incredible because the effects kind of bleed in a bit more. At the climax of Monster Squad, we screened like a 4K restoration of it or whatever. And on film, you didn't notice this. Digitally on our screen, there's a scene at the end where like this wormhole opens up and it's sucking all the monsters in. Spoiler alert. A huge spoiler. And our hero, one of our heroes, is holding on to his puppy dog by the puppy's feet. And (laughs) so it doesn't get sucked into the, the wormhole. And on digital, you could 100% see the string holding the puppy in place, 100%. And I never noticed that before. So there's funny little things like that where it's almost like you don't want the quality too good because then you notice all the little flaws. And it was the unrated director's cut where he rips the dog's legs off accidentally. (laughs) Oh, oh, it was horrible. Grizzly. I thought this was her kids. It was brutal. (laughs) So that's about it for the week of Friday, October 15th. The two Ottawa premieres are Hard Luck, Love Song, and Mass. And for Halloween month, The Exorcist and Army of Darkness. So we'll wrap it up for this week. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. You can stay tuned to MayfairTheater.ca and all of our social media stuff for any updates. As I said, at the moment, we're back to kind of normal. With mm. We can just have as many people as we want into the cinema, but under all the other normal rules of washing your hands and contact tracing and wearing masks while you're up and about. No touching, no yelling, no Don't singing. Touch anybody. <laughs> None of that stuff. None of that stuff. No nothing, having fun. Yeah, nothing fun at all or else Josh will be there for I'll you. I'll be there. Poke <laughs> you with a stick. Stop having fun. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And we look forward to having you back in the cinema to watch the movie soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. This was a great preview for next week when we announced that we will be playing Moontrap. Moontrap. <laughs> That'll really take people by surprise. It was voted the scariest movie of all time. It remains the most viscerally harrowing movie ever made. They go to absolve. The Exorcist, the most electrifying movie of the 20th century, returns in a thrilling expanded version with footage that has never been seen before. Your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that. you've never seen. The Exorcist.